I have so many stories from my childhood that I haven't shared with, with you guys. And I haven't really talked about in a long time, but I used to, you know, have friends over and we would reminisce on old times. And this guest that I have on today, she told some stories and it really made me think of some of my childhood stories that, that I haven't shared with you guys. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be coming soon. But my guest today is Kayla Wilkins and you probably know her as Kay from TikTok. She is very hilarious. Her stories were one of a kind. I mean, I I, I laugh about them still to this day. It it was so much fun. Um, If you guys haven't seen her, please go check her out. Her stuff's amazing. She's such a a lovely person, and she's very kind. And she was just a lot of fun to talk to. So, yeah, definitely go check her out. And, yeah, just I hope you enjoy this episode. And I've been getting so many emails, and I apologize I haven't read a letter, but I have a ton in there but I'm going to be getting back to them soon. I apologize. So next week, I promise I will have a letter for you guys. So without further ado, here's Kayla Wilkins this week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. How are you, Kayla? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I mean, today's been rough, but yeah, Whew. yeah, prank wars <laughs> don't mix well with autism centers. <laughs> Yeah, so what happened? Tell us about what happened today. Um, so me and my friend, we love pranking each other. So today I showed up at his job, which is totally more relaxed. Uh, he works at like a phone store. And so I glitter bombed his car. And so nothing on the outside, whatever. It was all on the inside. You can vacuum it up. It's fine. And then later I got a text from center staff while I was working. Hey, Here's a whole description of a man who silly stringed your car. Do I call the police? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I told him not to prank me at work. So people at the center were freaking out, thinking he was trying to rob cars and stuff. And he literally just put like a little bit of string on the side of my car, like silly string. He didn't do anything. Oh. But they all started freaking out. And then... I work with kids with autism as well, so they were freaking out a little bit, and oh, it it was rough. (laughs) It sounds like, I mean, other than it being at your job, he let you off pretty easy, though, because I, for one, would not want someone to dump a bunch of glitter in my car. I would be pissed. (laughs) I'm just, he's not very good at pranks. Last time he tried to prank me, he knocked on my door and said he left food outside, Still gave me the burger, by the way. He still bought me food, but he just silly stringed me and cleaned it up. <laughs> like, he doesn't know. He's too nice about pranks. That's what I was going to say. It's like, here, I'm going to prank you, but then I'm going to clean it up for you so that it doesn't take time away from your day because I'm just that nice. <laughs> well, he's homeschooled and very religious. So ah. he, he's like, okay, I don't want to be too mean. Like, you are a girl. And I'm like, dude, I literally, I, 
My best prank I ever did was I put baloney all over his car, saran wrapped his car, like plastic wrapped his car shut, and glitter bombed the outside of his car. Oh my God. And then I dumped glitter on top of him. And he helped me with the saran wrap around his car. He was like, like, okay, I'm a nice guy. Let me help you. You need some help? I'm going to help you prank me, and then I'm going to come out and act like it's a surprise. And just, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this to me. Yeah, he was just laughing the whole entire time, too. Like, this is so much fun. We're totally vandalizing my own car. And I got a video of it on my TikTok, too. I've always wanted baloney all over my car. Let's do this. And I put a hot dog in his tailpipe, too. Oh my gosh, yep. that's that's hilarious. And he, it, he was just so fine with it. And then his prank was leaving a burger at my house and silly stringing me. He's, <laughs> he was like, hey, I put silly string on your car and I brought you dinner. Ha ha, gotcha. I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, good one. Thank you. I want to keep pranking you now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just that- forced my behavior. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I mean, you hear about all this bullying going on at school, and then you have someone that's homeschooled who's a complete gentleman. And it's like, what does that make you think about kids being around other kids instead of being around their parents? It's, you know what I mean? It's being around other kids. But he yeah. has a family of, like, six siblings. But they're all homeschooled. And they all, like, help each other. So you can be homeschooled and have all of the same morals and values. Harley! Yeah. Oh, your dog is so sad. <laughs> My dog's screaming at me. The baby oh, you, over there. You're just hanging out on the floor, bud. I know. He just wants all my attention. Oh. Um, but I grew up in public schools. Um, Same here. So I, I'm from Michigan. Uh, so like west side of Michigan, that's where I'm from. I grew up in okay. Michigan. Um, and my school was this huge school. I had about three to 400 kids in my graduating class. And I can tell you there's those people that were getting really good grades and then they were the misfits. And most people started leaning more toward the misfits because you saw, oh my God, they're having so much fun and doing adult things while we're kids. So you try to you try to go toward doing the adult things when you're younger because you think it's right. cool right. instead of trying to keep yourself on track. So it's definitely mostly peer pressure that causes Mm. those bullies to act out. And not just that, but at-home environments do play a part. And most kids don't have good coping mechanisms, so they take it out on their peers just because they're equal with them. Yeah, it's almost like an intimidation type deal. You know, they they won't do it to an adult because they're bigger and louder and and smarter, you know. But all all their other friends, you know, are the same size, but you know, you want to, it's kind of like the, the dom, like male domination in a way, you know what I mean? Like you want to be dominant when it comes to your friends and your classmates, because you want to be the cool kid. And not just that, but the class sizes are so big where you can have your friends and pick on the little guy. Right. And you can find people that like match your energy of that. Okay. I want other people to hurt because I'm hurt. And other people are going to feel that because they're kids. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so you're from Michigan. Are you still in Michigan right now? Yes, I am. I go um, to Central Michigan University. I'm a college kid. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What are you majoring in there? Um, I'm a psychology student, and I am 
specializing in behavior analysis. I'm hoping eventually I can get into the FBI, but I know that's kind of like a dream job for all psych majors. So Yeah. But you're kind of, in a way, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the job that you're doing, um, working with kids with autism and stuff like that, that kind of goes along with what you're learning, right? Yes, it is. Um, so we're at my work, we don't ever use punishment, but I'm learning about punishment in class. But mm -hmm. we work on reinforcing good behaviors and teaching kids good social skills and life skills. Hey, buddy, what's the matter? <laughs> What's the matter? He said, Mama's not paying attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm still training him. He's a work in progress. My behavior analysis uh, education has not really taken effect yet with him. Um, but we are doing reinforcing methods so kids can learn better social skills, better um, like behavioral coping mechanisms instead of Oh, Miss Kayla, I want to punch you in the face. It's more like, hey, I'm angry because I had a bad day at school. Let me tell you about it. Can I talk to you about it instead of I'm going to punch you in the face? Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's kind of, I guess, revert to your TikTok if that's cool. Yeah. Because I, I, I came across mm -hmm. you on a live and, and you had this energy about you. And, and especially with your dog, and that's probably why he's whining, because every time I see you, you're with your dog, and you're holding your dog and playing with your dog. And I was like, okay, I need to I need to check out this girl's content. What made you decide to, first off, get on TikTok, and how long have you been on TikTok? I've been on TikTok for a couple years now, and I got on there because I struggle with uh, PTSD, and mm -hmm. I also have... Um, I have an eating disorder, so I'm not able to really work out at the gym. So dancing has always been a passion of mine since I was a little girl. I even did competitive dance growing up. And um, so I was talking to a dietitian, and he told me that dancing is a really good thing. And I was in a Zumba class, and I was just kind of scrolling through TikTok. I always kind of made fun of it too. I was like, oh my God, these people are posting dancing videos on TikTok. It's kind of embarrassing. And then I started doing it just for fun, just to laugh at myself. And then people actually started noticing and I was like, oh, okay. I just, it's kind of like an accidental thing sure. where you don't think anything's going to happen. And then eventually you're just yourself so much where people start relating to you and it grows and you don't know what you're doing at all, but you're there and you're enjoying it. So you just keep rolling with it. That's, that's what's happening. I really okay. have no clue what I'm doing. I don't have a method or anything. I'm just myself and people tend to like it. Honestly, at that time, I was like, that's what TikTok is. So I was like, not interested at I all. I thought it was super cringy too. Yeah. I was <laughs> just like, and, and, you know, you're young. I, you know, I felt I was too old for the, the TikTok app, you know. So I was just like, eh, this really, I just don't think I can do it. That I get that because I, I was in my 20s when I started and I was like, this is a teenage app. But you're not too old for TikTok. There's a lady that's like 80 years old and dating a 20-year-old. And like, they're having the best time of their life and they're making it. I know what couple you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> 
a dark skinned fella and she's yes, yes, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. And it's funny, I've actually asked them several times to be on the show, but they have so many people in their lives all the time, like it, it just scrolls through and I could never even ask that question. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, I give up. <laughs> when I started uh going live. Mm-hmm. Um it was during the pandemic, same as you. I uh, I ended up having melanoma on one of my toes. Oh, and so I had to get surgery, and I lived alone. So I got surgery, and then I came back to my apartment. And for months, I was bear crawling up and down the stairs because my foot ended up getting a really bad infection, and still my foot isn't fully healed after almost about two years now, like a year and a half, two years. Wow. Um, right when the pandemic hit, I was in Virginia with my sister, with my nephew, who was like a month old at the time. And then I came back and school was online. Everything was at home. And I'm a social person, if you can't tell. I talk too much to be alone. <laughs> and so I had to crawl up and down the stairs just to shower. I ended up just sleeping in my living room. And... One of my videos of me just like hanging out um, started getting me more followers. And eventually I got a thousand followers. And I'm like, oh, I have a live button. What does this do? And I started like asking random people that I met on TikTok, oh, will you go live with me? I don't know what to do here. I want to try it. It seems cool. Yeah. And I eventually quit my job and got Harley too. And Harley made TikTok blow up even more. I had this one video where I was having um, tummy issues and Harley just crawls right under right under me and he's like, hi, mom, I'll make <laughs> you feel better. <laughs> um, and that's what made me blow up. I got like half a million views almost on it. Wow. And when I started going live, people started like coming to me for advice and just a safe place to go to. And I'm really glad that now I get to have such a great community where everybody goes and just is themselves. Like they aren't putting on an act. We block trolls because we don't deal with it. We don't deal with people asking inappropriate questions or anything else. It's all about a safe place for everybody to go and feel welcome, not feel outcasted all the time because I was bullied in school. I was outcasted. I'm sure everybody else was outcasted at one point, not included. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And we accept everybody. As long as you're kind and you're a genuine person, we want you there. We Like, it's everybody's safe place. And Harley, he's our mascot. <laughs> he loves everybody. He's even friends with the hobo that digs in my garbage outside. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Um, he's Every time we're going potty... Harley has to go and say hi to him. Maybe your friend could bring him a burger. You know, yeah. Well, I actually have <laughs> gotten kidding. him food. He tells me about how his kids in college and stuff while he's petting Harley. And he always tells me Harley makes his day. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. And Harley, uh, he's kind of a volunteer too. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he helps out with like adult foster care at the park. So the adult foster care during like the summer, spring and fall, they'll go to the park and have like an outing and we aren't actually supposed to be told mm -hmm. but they give us hints when they might be there 
and normally it's about noon, so I walk Harley at the park, and Harley gets to go and say hi to all the residents, and he makes them smile. His favorite is this one girl in a wheelchair. She's nonverbal and everything, um, and I she's like halfway, like she has half brain function, and Harley just licks on her face, and you can start seeing her face smile when Aww. he's kissing her, and it's so cute. He's so <laughs> gentle with her too. Is he your only pet? Um, yeah, I used to have a hamster, but hmm. I gave her away to a stripper. <laughs> okay, I need to know that story. That's that's. <laughs> <I'm too sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually did give a hamster away to a stripper. But it's not as bad as you guys think. So I got Harley. And Harley, we all know, is super rambunctious. <laughs> and I had this hamster a lot longer. I named him Oliver. He was so cute. But he started getting really long nails. I couldn't let him out of the cage as much because Harley was a puppy. And he didn't know his own strength. So he would, while the hamster was in the ball, Harley would play with the ball. Okay. And Harley was super needy to the point where he had to be in the bathroom while I showered. So I couldn't let my hamster out at all. And um, I can't tell that he's friend, needy at all. What? I said, I, I can't tell that he's needy at all. Oh, yeah. In the background. yeah. He actually <laughs> used to like I used to lock the door and uh -huh. Harley would find a way to unlock the door and hop into my showers while I'm showering. Oh, my gosh. That's how needy he was as a puppy. He was way worse than now. Like, right. Come here. Thank you. Come see mom. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Yeah, look. look at Hi. Hi, buddy. He says hello. Yep. We aren't we aren't attached at all. We have. Yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't care at all. Um, But my friend brought one of her friends over and she was a stripper. Not a very good one either. And so, like, she came over and she was telling me about how she loves hamsters. I was like, well, I got one upstairs. And she was like, yeah, honestly, I was trying to buy one, but I can't really afford one because I've been going to all these frat parties and only making $7. I'm like, well, you can have him. That $7 will buy the food. Oh, my gosh. Like, so I gave the stripper my hamster because I couldn't take care of him. And the, the stripper loved my hamster so i was like okay at least he'll have a better life and he's gonna die soon anyway so like no he was dwarf hamsters live between two and three years yeah. he was two and a half years old he was gonna die anyway so i was like okay stripper here you go you can have him you can have a comfort pet while i raise my puppy i know it's just funny like okay so i'm gonna tell you the story about my almost dead hamster that I gave away to a stripper, like, and she wasn't very good stripper, but she was a stripper. Like, yeah, just that whole story, like, <laughs> so good. My almost dead hamster to a really bad stripper. Yeah, yeah. I, I have stories like that for days. I promise. Who only had seven dollars because she's that terrible, and that's just going to frat well, houses. No, like, she's literally <laughs> stripping at frat parties. Why would you go to a frat house to strip? Like, you're actually gonna get money from a frat house. They're broke college kids. Go to an actual strip club. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's that that's just hilarious. All those little hidden details is just that, that was spot on. Awesome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, for what? I've just made my day. I know, but people are going to 
gonna be like, who the hell is this girl? No. <laughs> I got a lot of what the fuck stories like that too. I trust me. You can tell them all day. I, I love them, but. Well, this one time at band camp. Just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, here's my flute. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I did used to moan my friends' names in the dorm rooms just to make all my neighbors hate me. Used to moan them? Yeah. So I had this roommate that was super innocent. Her name's uh-huh. Maya. She, I love her to death. She's still one of my best friends. And she gets uncomfortable. So we, Harley, don't eat my sleep. She gets uncomfortable so easy to the point where I just found new ways to fuck with her every single time. I was like, it was her and I in the dorm. We would do best friend snuggles and I would push her out of her own bed. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, okay, how do I make our neighbors hate us and make her so uncomfortable that people knock on the door? And I just thought I would moan her name. So I'd be like, oh, Maya, hit me harder. While she's like right next to me. And she's like, Kayla Ann. (laughs) And then even our RA that lived down the hall, like, he was about eight dorm rooms down the hall, and he could hear me. And he oh, comes man. knocking on the door, and he goes, is everything okay in here? I was like, no, Maya and I are just playing furries. It's fine. <laughs> she goes, Kayla, Tim, no. So I'm do doing need- my homework, and Kayla's being annoying. <laughs> like, Do I need to come in here and advise you guys doing anything? He like- did mediate one time, too. Oh, he was like, God. Kayla, is this an appropriate joke? And I'm like, yes. I'm a college kid making my friend uncomfortable with really weird made up sexual noises. Um, <laughs> yes, that is appropriate for a college kid in a dorm room. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> he was fantastic. so pissed because he understood that it was normal, but he had to he had to try to play adult. And like we would smoke pot and uh, oh wait, sorry, I can't say. Oh, well, sorry, Grandma. Um, <laughs> we would do stuff in the dorm room bathrooms. That almost sounds and, worse. I would just say smoke pot. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd rather have my grandma think I had sex with her than to smoke pot. Okay. <laughs> but we, uh, we would smoke weed in the bathrooms, and you could smell it all the way to the next floor, too. Like, sure. Like, you already knew what we were doing. And Tim comes knocking on the door like, hey, how's your day going? I'm like... What's up, Tim? And he's just laughing with us. He, he's not going to get us in trouble or anything. Like, I held a whole can of beer right in front of him, being underage. And he was like, okay, just don't get caught. Like, You're like, how do you show up in my bedroom and not bring Taco Bell at this moment? Like, yeah. come on, man. Or, like, hey, Tim, if you're going to come visit, like, at least you could do is bring a 12-pack. Jesus. Right? Like, where are your manners? I, I always wanted to to live in a dorm room. Like I, I just thought it would have been so cool. And when I went to college, I already had like, I had my house. So like I, you know, and I traveled back and forth, but like I'd come home to an empty house and I'm just like, man, the fun I could be having right now in a college dorm room would be absolutely amazing. But I guess I'll just sit here and play halo because (laughs) honestly, if you wanted to, if you still wanted to do the dorm rooms, I know that if you do half-time school or, like, online school, you could still get a room at your college and just kind of see how it is. Like, you could do, like, a private eye type thing and just, like, podcast the whole experience yeah. of, you know what? I'm going to go back to college. 
That would be hilarious. <laughs> a dorm room mock- mockumentary. That would be the best thing ever. That, oh that's a gosh. good idea. Okay, and then um, I go to Central, so like the club that all the 18-year-olds and up go to. Even there's grandmas that still go there, by the way. So yeah, but not living in the dorm like room. Grinding with some dude on the dance floor. There's gonna be girls that are like getting fingered by guys high on ecstasy, and then there's a grandma just dancing in the cages. Like it's so weird at this club to the point where, honestly, if you podcasted that, Wayside would probably pay you one. And then you would get funny videos of grandmas just doing random things at the club. There was a guy in a wheelchair on the dance floor, too, just watching everybody grinding on each other. This club sounds fantastic, and I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. I mean, it's a it's a broke bitch college bar. Like, it's a those, $5 get-in rate. Like, and, that's what, and those are always the best. Like, the, the cheaper clubs and the cheaper bars are always the best to go to because everybody's there. You know, and nobody wants to spend... you get more scenery. Yeah. You get new perspectives. You get really weird situations where they make really fucked up stories. <laughs> like the stripper buying my hamster. He, she didn't even buy it. I gave it to her for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so good. That is, I, I won't. Oh, my God. That story's going to live with me forever. There was one time I put pie in my pants for a snack. Like without any wrapping you just well i took the plate too and some napkins but nothing covering the pie you just threw it down your pants well the napkins covered the pie oh gotcha (laughs) and then i had a plate but i was in the dorms and i was like i want this apple pie later but i'm not drunk enough to eat it now so we were like at dinner at the dining hall and you aren't allowed to take food out. So I shoved it all in my pants. And while we're in the elevator, my friend is recording me like, Kayla, what do you got? I was like, I got some apple pie, but it's smushed. Oh, my God. How big of a mess was that when you got home? Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Well, I just had to go up the elevator. And while we're in the elevator, I was pulling pie out of my pants. <laughs> and I was showing everybody. I was like, dude, I stole some pie. And I got a free plate. You just stick a <laughs> like, spoon down there and just start eating? <laughs> yeah, I was. Might as well, you, you want know. want a bite? Freddie, you want a bite? <laughs> I mean, it's a little smushed, but let's go. <laughs> oh. It's going to taste the same either way. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, man, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I got stories that will last a lifetime, I promise. So li- living in that dorm life, I mean, you're not living that way now. Um, how, lo- how long did you no. do it for? Um, I did the standard two years, and then um, I I was engaged my freshman year, and I broke off my engagement because he was a bad person. Mm. Um, we're just gonna leave it at that. And and I have this I've always had this like close group of friends, and you know two or three of us like we're bigger guys, and and if you see us in person, we're pretty intimidating, but like. In all reality, we're we're teddy bears, but like <laughs> I always, I always said, I said, okay, Not most guys, <laughs> yeah, and I and I said, okay, whose ever daughter brings home the guy first, and I don't know if you've ever seen that movie's movie, uh, Bad Boys Two, yes, so that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence scene where you know Martin Lawrence answers, he's like, who the fuck are you, and, you know, and he's like, <laughs> I'm Reggie. I'm here to take out your daughter. I'm sorry. What's your name? And then, you know, and then Will Smith comes in. He's like, you ever been with a man? 
you want to be, you know, type of that, that kind of thing. Like that, we are going to reenact that scene to the fullest and scare the shit out of this kid because I don't care if you're the nicest kid in the world because I will learn that eventually. Or if you're out just to try, try and do something with my daughter, you better know that me as her dad, if I find out, I don't give a shit how old you are. I'm coming after your ass. Like, no, that's period. And that's why I stopped bringing guys home after eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, it's... My dad, uh, he, yeah, I was gonna, we had this dance called Bon Voyage. And it was our goodbye, like last hurrah for being in eighth grade, going to the high school. Yeah. And I finally, I finally got like a date and so I've had boyfriends before, but they were just kind of like, oh, we eat lunch together and eat pizza. Yeah. Wow, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> and then eighth grade, I actually had a boyfriend where I would like go on dates with. And my dad was like, okay, this boy's taking you to the dance. I want to meet him. I was like, oh, no. Okay. Right? Because my dad, he's military. He's a doctor. And he sells guns. Oh, uh, yeah. That's pretty and, damn intimidating. <laughs> yeah. And... Devin Borma's not going to mind because now he's military. So he'll be like, yeah, that happened. Um, his Yeah, his name's Devin Borma. And so he came over and he my dad was talking to him. And they started talking about my dad's guns. And so my dad brings him up to the gun room. Oh, I start yeah. sitting in a chair and this guy's gripping the chair behind me. Super scared. Like... You you would see on this kid's face like oh my god he's gonna kill me like he's like gripping it and my dad's like here come hold this one and then my dad took out our zombie gun we had like a nine millimeter semi-auto gun that was all black with neon green zombies all over it and he goes see this one this is a boyfriend killer gun like and that's when he was like legit hiding behind me like okay my mom needs to come get me <laughs> he's like hold, hold this bullet feel how heavy it is would you want this inside you because i think it would hurt like <laughs> yeah you get inside my daughter i'm gonna put this inside of you yeah like, exactly and yeah and uh so him and I were talking, and he goes, yeah, we could just meet at the dance or whatever. He he wasn't going to pick me up because he was so scared of my dad. Okay, but let me ask you this. Did he respect you? Yeah. I mean, he was my first kiss on a trampoline later, like months later. He didn't even try to kiss me or anything. He was scared to hold my – like he was scared to even dance with me at the dance. My friends had to push him to dance with me at this dance. But that might not have all been your dad's fault with the dancing. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> he was okay. terrified. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just basing it off of when I was in eighth grade and I went to a dance with a girl. It's like you go together or you say you're going together, but then you end up hanging out with your friends. And it's like, oh, Who no. part of my friend group? Well, okay, but even if he was hanging out, like, it's the dance thing, like, yeah, it always just seemed like it was nerve-wracking to actually approach the person, even if you brought them to actually go and dance, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's what I meant by that, but maybe it was, maybe your dad just scared well, the shit Well, my dad was also the doctor of my uh, sophomore year boyfriend, Kevin McKinney. He, uh, he played... Kevin's a good name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was semi-pro basketball player for Ohio, um, Kevin McKinney Jr. And 
I would hang out with him, and my dad said, whatever you do to her, I'll do to you. <laughs> I could elaborate on that, but I, I'm not going to. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Trust me. <sighs> yeah. It was military. My cousin, uh, Cody, he would come and visit once in a while, and he would sleep in a sleeping bag, like, in the dining room, like, on the carpet. Um, just because we would have like a full house for family events and my dad loved to fuck with all the guys in our family. So he would like lay right next to Cody and pretend to spoon him and go, Hey, handsome, you got a purdy mouth. <laughs> like, okay. And this guy just wakes up screaming like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's military, so he's like, that's how you fuck with your friends, you know? Yeah. And at least Cody was at least 16, you know? So sure. he would get the reference, and it wouldn't just be like a, oh, hey, Uncle Dave. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I respect that. Your dad was protective of you, and I respect that. Yeah, but okay. As a female, you will never. <laughs> as a female, you will never understand it. But don't don't. He it sounded like he was gonna do him in the butt. <laughs> I think he was just pre warning him, like, you do that to my daughter, I can do it to you. Not like, I don't think. Well, my dad was also his doctor, so he definitely could. <laughs> He's like, all right, about that exam, snap with the glove, you know. Yeah, he did threaten to give a lot of them prostate exams. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, I think your dad sounds awesome. but <laughs> so, A lot of people do. Wilkins Arms, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I have some fast round questions that I like to ask my guests, and it's really just to kind of – they're basic questions just to get to know you a little bit. Um, and if that's cool, I can go ahead and go through those. I'm ready. All right. So, what is your favorite movie and your favorite TV show? Favorite movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, Julia Roberts, definitely one of my idols. Okay. Um, she really got to know herself. She indulged in life. She embraced it. And eventually, she found love that was perfect for her. Mm -hmm. And it's so inspiring. It shows you how to really embrace life. And then, my favorite TV show... The Office, because I strive to be Michael Scott. Not in the way where he offends everybody. He He's so innocent to the point where he brings the entire office together. He's that leader that everybody can just kind of cringe at. Mm -hmm. And be like, oh my god, did he really do that? And they all bond over him. Mm -hmm. It's a way to bring... People who might not necessarily like each other to have common ground to work together. Okay. I and like that. I really love how Michael Scott, as messed up as he is and as comedic as he is, he really creates a family environment instead of just a, okay, it's a boring paper mill job. Right. And I want to be like him one day. I want to be a leader that's fun and outgoing it makes everybody cringe and brings the whole entire crew together okay yeah that's awesome yeah how about your favorite <laughs> and he's he's my crush just because i think no never mind i probably shouldn't say that on here why you like steve carell 
Well, no, I just like Michael Scott. I think that'd be a funny sexual experience. He'd pretend to be <laughs> Michael Scott, and once he finishes, he'll be like, clean up on all five. Like, <laughs> I just thought that'd be hilarious. Oh, my God, I'll never be able to watch that show again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I tell all my friends that, too. I'm like, dude, think about having sex with Michael Scott. He'll be like, I'm Michael Scarn. What's the next clue? And then he'll like finish and be like, clean up on LFI. He's like, great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody in my family. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and what is your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Oh, that's going to be a hard one. I love pasta, so it's Olive Garden, but... I'm addicted to Applebee's um, spinach and artichoke dip. Okay. And then Taco Bell is my drunk go-to. So I got, it depends on the situation. It really does. So I totally got that right earlier when you were talking about smoking Ta- in the bathroom and your RA didn't bring you some Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, you did. You <laughs> actually got me because I was like, dang. Uh, my, my first two years of college, I was kind of a party girl. Mm-hmm. So the guys at Taco Bell knew me because after you party, you have to go on a Taco Bell run. Yeah. So they knew my order. I got the same thing every time, too. Number seven, chicken quesadilla, Baja Blast, no ice, and a crunchy taco, no lettuce. Nice. So I'd walk in and they'd be like, here's your order. 805. <laughs> and it's not like that anymore. So at least yeah. so here in Colorado, um, Taco Bell closes at like 8 o'clock now, 8 or 9. Because of the whole COVID deal. So they close super early now. And I, maybe it's different in Michigan, but that's how it is here. And I'm just like, because I, you know, usually they were really adamant about, oh, we're open till 1 a.m. You know, the, what was it? The late night snack time or whatever Ours the hell. It was open until 2, but now it's open till midnight. Well, at least you got that. So. <laughs> you need to start a petition. Right. Something. Yeah. Like, you Somebody needs to yell to your Taco Bell. They aren't doing what they're supposed to. I know. You need your Baja Blast. Right? (laughs) How about your most commonly used emoji? Let me see. I think it's a laughing face. I like to laugh a lot. Yep, it's a laughing face. Okay. I I laugh at everything. Um, I'm one of those people where I like to get that WTF look from people. Like where... You do something so ridiculous or immature where their jaw just drops and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And it makes me laugh so much. So I'm just constantly doing that because I love making other people laugh out of uncomfortability. I love seeing people just have those moments where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to tell this to my family later. Like (laughs) this one crazy girl did this and it brings people together when you do things that make other people uncomfortable. You mean like, uh, Hey, I gave my half dead, uh, hamster to a not very good stripper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what What did you say? Like, (laughs) or I pretended to be Phil Collins with my dog. And I took two spoons and pretend to be a drummer <laughs> on my live. I told that to my friend, and he goes, I don't think anyone has said that sentence, like, ever before. I said, yeah. I, I took two spoons, pretend I was Phil Collins, and used Harley as a drum set. Are you going live tonight? Uh, probably, honestly. <laughs> okay, I'm getting on, and I'm requesting you play drums with spoons. I'll and- do it. I Look, I... 
I got one of them right here. I probably have the other one too. All right. <laughs> and I got more. I don't like doing dishes, so I get paper plates and plastic silverware because I'm a college student and I'm lazy. So I would rather live my life and enjoy people and doing good things for my community than do dishes. Yeah, that works. Um, or laundry. So if anyone wants to be my personal housekeeper, I can pay you $5 a day. <laughs> And you guys can do my laundry. That would be cool. <laughs> just why, why, why don't you just start making outfits out of trash bags and then wear them for one day and then you just throw them away? Because I work with kids with autism and I, I think that would scar the children. I'm just told, I'm totally sorry. <laughs> no, seriously, I thought about that too before. It, <laughs> That's <funny>. like, <laughs> I'll wear the same PJs for three days straight and I'll be like, I'm fine, guys. Like, oh, that's man. what deodorant and perfume's for. Right. I'll just wash my hair. Make... <laughs> Makeup's good for like two days, right? Right. Like, just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not that bad. <laughs> well, what's what's one goal you have that you would like to accomplish in 2022? The only goal I really have is for my entire life. I literally live by this. I want to make a difference in people's lives. Hmm. It it doesn't matter how many. It could be one person. It could be a thousand people. It could be millions of people. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just, I want to help people. I want to teach. I want to grow as myself. I want to grow as a person. And I think when you get involved in other people's lives and you are open-minded and you're willing to do good things for them, it does make a difference. And my tattoo on my ribs, it's my life quote. It says, find your passion, find yourself, then find your passion. Everything else will fall into place. So mm. I'm not worried about my career. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about anything else. My passion is people. And I'm a very, my dad always called me helper when I was a kid. Like I said, I was a tattletale too. I was always that person like, I'm going to help out. I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. So well, that's, that's a my goal every year. That's amazing. That That's such a cool goal to have. You know, most people want to make more money or want, you know, they, they want something that's more selfish. You're, you're actually wanting something to be the most non-selfish person you could be. You know what I mean? So that that's really cool. Well, I think it's actually quite selfish to want to be not selfish. If you think about it, because you're growing as a person, you're, it's nothing's ever selfless. Yeah. But helping people, when you help people, you actually become a better person. You get more humble. You get more kind. Mm -hmm. You get more understanding. I have an IQ of 129. I used to have an IQ of 87 in high school. But since I started talking to people and learning all these different perspectives and everything else, I'm getting a higher IQ so I can hopefully get into the FBI. Probably won't happen. But that's my goal for my future. Yeah. Just so I can help more people i can do more things in my community well that's amazing and i have one more question for you so okay, i'm ready who is your favorite tiktok creator i the office is one of them and then there's this guy that every morning i watch him on live because he plays spongebob and it makes me feel like a kid again uh-huh um i think it's that spongebob guy okay and i just i really enjoy it um another I don't know, because it seems like everybody is on here trying to just be something that they're not. And that's what bugs me. 
because most of them are pretty fake. If you know what I like, they aren't themselves when they go on live. They're just like, wow, I have all this money and status and I'm wearing skipping clothes. So, of course, you're going to like me instead of like actually trying to bond with people and grow. So it's really hard for me to say, "Okay, this is my favorite person in the whole wide world. It's hard for me to kind of fangirl just because it's like I don't actually know you. What do you mean? The island boys are like the realest dudes I've ever seen in my life. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah. No. Yep. You're so right. And then all of the porn stars that are on there, too. Oh, I know, um, right? Wow. Um, but I know Selena, her sleepwalking videos cracked me up. Selena um, Gomez? No, it's this other Celine girl. She used to date the guy with the fake tan all the time, but now she says he's she's dating his dad or whatever. Oh, I don't and, have no idea who that is. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I'm mixing two of the creators up. But there's this girl named Selena. I'll send you them. Okay. I'll send you one of her sleepwalking videos, and they're really funny. She always, like, toots while she's sleepwalking or running out in the street with like in her pjs thinking she's walking a dog and or eating food and yelling at plants and stuff and it's really funny and she seems like a really genuine person and it's so cool to see and then um i know this tennessee guy him and i are friends on tiktok and he's he's so sarcastic (laughs) and He's such an asshole, but it's so relatable to the point where I'm like, I'm that type of asshole too. Right. <laughs> Love it. I relate to you. You have like this sarcastic asshole humor. And he always talks about having tacos and beer. And that's all he needs in his life. And it cracks me up. And then this guy, I.R. Wilkins. We have the same last name. So we're also friends on TikTok. I was like, oh my God, we have the same last name. <laughs> And we became friends, and he's doing this whole movement about ending racism and having everybody be equal. And it's so, like, there's so many people that are so cool on there, but then you have all the superficial ones. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say I have a favorite. Okay. But I can tell you all the people that I think are really cool on there. Yeah, Yeah, and that's okay. Um, And I was watching your videos. I love watching your videos now. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, like, thank I was you. showing all my friends. I was like, hey, look. Look at these guys' videos. They're hilarious. <laughs> and it's just like, it's really hard to pick a favorite. It's like picking a favorite celebrity. You don't know how the celebrity is True. in real life. You just know how they are in the movies. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts. I idolize her character, but I don't actually know how she is outside of it. Jennifer Aniston. I think she always portrays a very idealistic role of a woman Mm -hmm. all the time. Very strong, very feminine, very, okay, I have goals and I'm going to get it. She always, like, these are very strong leading role actresses. Reese Witherspoon, you know. So I definitely look up to their characters, but I can't really necessarily say that they are my favorite person. Right. And yeah. I agree with that 100%. I mean, I I used to work in Hollywood, and I worked alongside so many famous people, and you really get to see the true side, and a lot of them, not the greatest people, but a lot of them are really good people, you know? So it's 
Hopefully I would, you didn't meet Michael Scott. Don't ruin my fantasy, man. No, I, I never got to meet <laughs> Steve Carell. Never got to meet Steve Carell. But, you know, like... The movie industry, I think, is so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be very careful on who you piss off. You have to be very careful on how you act. You have to have this certain way about you mm-hmm. to the point where... It could make or break your career if you mess up once. And that's what I hate about society, honestly. You can't ever just be yourself and, okay, well, yeah, I'm a really great actress, but I messed up. Yeah. You know, like, or I had a bad day. You can't have a bad day in the movie industry. You can't just make mistakes. You can't do any of that. You have to be on your A game all the time, even on your way to your own house because you might see a fan and you had a bad day well you just lost like a million fans just because you decided to have a bad day it's been amazing having you on the show you are such a awesome person like this has been one of the most fun conversations i've had out of all my guests and for you being a first-time podcaster you did awesome like amazing. And I appreciate you coming on. I know everybody's life has been insanely busy and crazy, but you made the time to come on here and chat with me. And I really do appreciate it. Oh, well, I appreciate you for having me. Honestly, this was something new and exciting and you kind of like helped me through it. I'm going to be honest. I was a little nervous and I, I talk a little too much. So thank you for bearing with my stripper stories. And <laughs> well, and you didn't seem nervous at all. I mean, you seemed great. So, thank you so much, oh. and I really hope to have you again, have you on again in the future. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly, just let me know when. All right, and I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be waiting for those uh, TikToks with the sleepwalker lady that I, I need to watch. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna send you those like right after this i'm gonna do it okay well you have a great night and i'll see you soon on your lives thank you you too all right take care bye-bye now well that just happened that was a fun conversation (laughs) i i think i will uh hold on to that hamster bad stripper story for the rest of my life so (laughs) i'm sorry i'm still giggling about it it's uh, that's hilarious that was so much fun um thank you guys for sticking around till the end of the show i really appreciate you guys and as always i'm gonna have another fantastic guest i hope you loved this episode as much as i did and i loved having you guys all here to hear it and yeah be safe out there and if i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night thanks guys i'm kevin hughes this is tick talking we'll see you next time bye bye now